Welcome to the first show of my new podcast called Third and One. Today's guest is the seventh overall pick of the 2017 CFL Draft and current defensive back of the Montreal Alouettes, Junior Luke. Welcome <laughs> to the show, Junior. Thank you, thank you. Nice. Uh, thank, thanks for having me. Um, let's see. So what have you been up to during the uh, current coronavirus pandemic? I mean, is like training, you know, is everything kind of the same? Are you able to get your workouts in? How have you been staying in game shape? Um, I've been running. Uh, I've been trying to like find, you know, if I could find a field, I'd try to get a field if we're like, allowed to. Uh, there's one like next, next to my, where, where I live. So I go there, uh, I run a bit, uh, do some drills, defensive line drills. Um, Working when it comes to working out, I don't necessarily uh, have all the materials that I need, but I do push-ups, more push-ups than I used to do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I do push-ups. I do my workouts at home. Uh, I try to do abs. Try to eat right. Uh, but yeah, obviously this quarantine is making it a lot harder for us athletes to to be able to do the regular things that we used to do. Uh, but for me, for me, it's not a huge deal. It's actually a good thing because I'm able to just take some time at home, uh, relax. My mom's here. Uh, if she's able to stay home, then she stays home with me and um, taking some time together. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's, it's good. It's, I think there's, there's good and bad. Obviously, there's, you know, it's a pandemic, but it's a, there's, there's a good things that when it comes to this. Uh, if you're not used to staying home, then now you can take some time, just do something else that you didn't do or you never did uh, for me is I'm reading more, um, you know, praying more, uh, just enjoying the fact that hey, everything is shut down and I just need to, you know, relax and just adjust to what, um, what they give me. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, for me, I mean, I, f I found that the, the life in general seemed more, almost more peaceful, like less busy almost in a sense. Right. I mean, we we had the stress of the pandemic and I was a little a little bothered and, you know, scared of the future or what this could bring. But as things started to settle down, I kind of felt that, you know, just more time to reflect, um, less time at work, uh, more time to myself. And I'm a homebody as it is anyways. So, I mean, I, mm -hmm. I was good with it. Right. So, right. like I said earlier, yeah. I mean, I work out at home and uh, walk my dog or whatever I do. And uh, I've been enjoying it, you know, so. Right. That's, 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 that's what we need. I think, uh, I mean, I was saying, I was saying that to my, one of my friends, I was like, maybe not the pandemic, but maybe we should like have that maybe once a year, like for, like for a full week, like everything is closed. Uh, you don't go to work. Those who, who are working that you're paid while you're at home and just take some time with your family, take some time with yourself and just enjoy it. And yeah, you're right. It's very, very peaceful. I feel like I want, I go outside sometimes um, I think it was on Monday, like it was, it was really a sunny day and there's a lot of people walking in, in the park, just enjoying their time with each, with each other. And I don't know, there's not, I mean, we're so, we're so occupied doing our thing. I for me, working out, going to school, uh, doing my homework, you know, working out, going to school, doing the same thing that you just forget that man, just, just the fact that you're waking up is, it's a huge blessing. So it's a good thing for us to stay humble for ourselves and then understand that this, I mean, just it's just proving to us that you know any day you can just lose everything or just any any, any day everything can just be shut down and you just can't do anything. So life is just pretty damn short. So yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. So uh, the CFL draft took place last night. 
Um, what are some of your biggest memories of the 2017 draft when you were drafted seventh overall by the BC Lions? Um, <laughs> biggest memory, honestly, is the fact that I actually got drafted first round. Uh, I was pretty surprised. I'm, uh, and the fact that I was with my teammates, they're all there. They're super happy. My mom was there with me. And, uh, and it's just the, the process for me getting there. It was, it was a big one. Um, from when I started playing football to now, um, not the same guy that I am today. I'm different, different guy than I am today. Um, remember my first year in university, going, going to university, uh, University of Montreal, I mean, I came here three, three, fifth, no, three twenty-five. Like, you know, out of shape. Uh, was not ready to play at that level, uh, and I saw it coming. And we started like doing, you know, cardio, started doing workouts with the team, and I couldn't, you know, I couldn't handle it. And I was kind of ashamed because I, I was in college. Uh, I mean, because in Quebec you have junior, you have high school. Uh, college and then you no know, high school junior college and then college yeah. so that's 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 kind of different when in quebec but yeah so in, in junior college uh i was i was i was good as a player but i wasn't working out i didn't know like necessarily what to do to, to actually like, get to that point but when i got to university that was that was a big that was a difference maker and prior part of that year um second year trying to get better trying to try to work out third year um we got to the vanya cup and we didn't, we didn't win, but at that point, I was like, you know what? I wanted to be at my highest for my last year to see um, how far I can get to be where I need to be. And I started working out, eating right, uh, sleeping right, um, doing the things that I need to do to be prepared, to be prepared to, to have a great season for my last season. And, man, it just panned out. I got six sacks in eight games. Uh, I was playing, I was playing at a high level. I was having fun. I was happy. I lost weight. I was a two, two, two eighty-five. Um, I was light. I was feeling good, feeling great. I was having, I mean, my, my teammates was playing, playing great. Like I was, I was able to play fast on the field. Like everything was going right. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm positive that if it wasn't for that, I don't think I would have been, uh, I don't think I would have been first round. And I think if it wasn't for uh, my third year, you know, making my, making a name for myself, I think it would have been hard for me to maybe get drafted that high. So right. it was a great opportunity to get drafted. Uh, I was happy. And obviously, like, I, I showed that at BC that I was able to be there, um, uh, compete. Uh, three years over there was, you know, great, great years because I grew, I grew a lot in uh, understanding the – the business part, business part, and the professional part, um, wasn't 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 a big adjustment. I think the biggest adjustment for me was uh, technique, my hands, uh, not just using brute force because just using brute force, everybody understand what type of moves that you 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 prefer doing, like you're you're good at. So you practice it, you do it um, consistently, and the game is faster, but it wasn't too fast. Uh, I came, I came in with confidence. Um, I think Wally used me a lot and he I was on special teams, played a bit on defense my first year, second year, same thing. It's kind of a little bit harder. Third year, um, it was a tough, tough season for us. Uh, you know, obviously we had a, we had a huge expectation. My, having Mike Riley at BC, have Lamar Durant, 
You have uh, great, uh, decent offensive linemen. Uh, you have a, a great running uh, running game. You have good running backs. Have a brand new defense, brand new players. So like it was a lot of adjustment. Uh, I think we expected you know to be able to score a lot and yeah. maybe just be be decent on defense. Uh, but it just didn't pan out the way the way we wanted to. So, but yeah, my um, the draft, my draft, it was awesome. Uh, something I'll always remember, and you know, I'll continue. I continue to work hard into, until you know <laughs> my career is done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, what age did you start playing football? Uh, I started very very late. I started at age fourteen. Um, at first, I was playing base baseball. Um, I think I played baseball until age of six, if I'm not mistaken. Wasn't I was alright baseball. I think I could have been good, but I wasn't. I was I was like kind of too shy to ask to play pitcher. I wanted to play pitcher, but I didn't do it. Yeah. Um, and then played a bit of basketball. Was I was okay, not not that great. And then uh, when going when going to high school, I moved from uh, Montreal Saint Michel to Laval. Um, uh, I wasn't playing the sport. Uh, I wanted to do something because I was kind of like too lazy. And a coach came to me, told me that, hey, like, we, we would like you to make, make you try play football. Would you like to? I was like, okay, you know what? I'll try it. My mom, my mom was agreeing with it. So I, I started at 14, uh, started, um, started playing offensive line. And the reason why they put me offensive line is that they thought that because I'm very calm, I don't speak a lot, I don't say anything, they're saying, oh, okay, so you're probably just a, a passive guy, so we'll put you on the offensive line, but it was it was not the case for me. But first year playing offensive line, um, didn't know what I was doing, but it was good. It was good for me because it was helping me, I guess, uh, take away all the anger that I had inside and just used it to just uh, you know pancake pancake uh, DBs. Uh, you know, it was it was it was it was it was a, it was a good season <laughs> for me because we, yeah. we won a championship that year. Yeah. And, I remember, I remember one play that we did. It was a screen play, but I never knew what was. I never, I never knew what was a screen. Like I didn't know. Like they just told us, you know, stay for two seconds and then go upfield and go um, block. You know, the halfback or the corner. It's like yeah. I was like, okay, and it just did it. So, but now like today, like I know it was a screen. I know what a screen is, but it was funny the fact that they're saying, okay, do this and then go upfield. So I didn't know at all what it was. So that was my first year playing uh, football, and then since then. Uh, I wanted to play defensive lineman because I was like, you know what, like, I'm aggressive, like I want to do it, but yeah. I didn't, it, it didn't seem that way. So I had a choice to play either a fullback, uh, offensive line, or um, def- um, offensive line or defensive line. So I decided to go defensive line, and since then, I really got better. I had really good coaches to coach me. Uh, they saw great talent in me, which I didn't necessarily understand because I was just playing just for fun. And I still didn't know what NFL was, CFL was, or any football league was. I was just playing football without understanding uh, the potential that many people were seeing in me, which I couldn't understand. But now wow. I, I understand. So yeah. uh, from that, I really got better. Uh, the, more, the more I grew, the more I started to like the, the game, the more I was having fun. And it was fun for me because, because of the teammates, the fact that, you put your time in and you hang out with your friends and you're there, you, you work out with each other and then you get to a game, you play and you win a championship with each other. That's, you know, that's a, that's a great feeling. You know, that's, that's what I play the game for. Um, yeah. So yeah. going from there, I went to CJP. I went to Vanier college in Montreal. 
um, I used to I, I used to go in French school. Actually, I went to French school in college, in, uh, in high school, and then I went to uh, in junior college in English school. Um, went to Valley College three years, um, three great years. Uh, one 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 championship my first year there. My third year that was a year where I played, and we won a championship, and that was a, I think that was a great moment because at the championship game I had an interception for like fifty yards. Nice. <laughs> I ran for 50 yards and then I got tackled, but I was, I was so, I mean, I was, I was heavy. Like I was three, I was 320 at that, that year, something, something like that. And then ran for 50 yards, fell from the ground. And I, like, I stood on the ground for like at least, at least two minutes. Like I was like breathing hard, <sighs> really, really breathing hard. Wow. And yeah. That was a great moment. <laughs> Won a championship there. And then I went to university of Montreal, uh, had a lot of teams that they wanted me, uh, had a chance to go, I had I had the chance to probably go to a, a um, NCAA school. It was Buffalo. I was interested, and Connecticut was interested. Wow. Um, I didn't like like I said. I love the game because friends, uh, you know, you know, uh, the bond and all of that. It wasn't I wasn't necessarily serious about football at that time yet. Um, so I wasn't necessarily ready to go. To go to the states, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know what to. I didn't know what to expect going to the states. Uh, I know many was like, "Yo, we should go, we should go." I know many would like to go to the states, but I just didn't understand back then. So I was like, "No, yeah, maybe it's not for me." And my coach understood. It was fine. So I decided to go to the University of Montreal. And like I said, since then, I know four good seasons. My last year was been one of my best seasons I ever had. And then I got drafted with the BC Lions, and now I'm here. I'm going, going, going in my fourth year, going to play with the uh, Montreal Alouettes, and hopefully, um, it's going to be really. Hopefully, it's going to be a fun, fun year for me and for the team. And I'm expecting to just, you know, enjoy it because you never know. You never know what could happen. It could be my my last one. Like it could be, I could have more if if God willing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I guess it could be hard. Uh, you know, playing a playing a contact sport, such a rough sport. I mean, something could you could you could be injured. I mean, you've been fairly uh, you've been healthy your whole career so far. But I mean, who knows what what comes in the future, right? So right, exactly. So I mean, I I, I haven't got hurt that much in my career. Um, probably got a concussion. I think that's the worst thing I ever had. Uh, ankle injury, but that was more in high school. Um, but other than that, never nothing like I mean, knock not not knock a wood, but I know I know I mean I'm, I mean I never got seriously hurt, so yeah, you know uh, that's a, that's a good thing for me, uh, my health, and especially for my career, knowing that I'm you know I'm reliable, I won't get hurt that much. So, but you never know, you never know. I've seen players get hurt and then they couldn't come back, so. I'm just enjoying. I'm just enjoying it every every moment I have, and obviously this quarantine, because of, because of this, we may not have a season. We may have a season. Who knows? But I'm just enjoying the fact that I'm home, and because usually at that at this time, like you're preparing to go to, to preparing to go to training camp, and usually in the CFL you don't have a summer, so if if it goes to September, then at least I'll be able to enjoy it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I I sure hope that there's some kind of football season this year. Either way, you know, if it, if it doesn't yeah. involve fans, I'm okay with it. I'm okay to sit at home and watch a game. It's better than nothing, right? So right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, especially especially because you know most people like watch watch on TV too. So I don't think it's gonna be that that of a big issue. 
but we'll see. I mean, they're saying September. If it's September, fine. This is probably going to be like what nine nine games, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and I'm okay with it. I mean, I played eight games in university, so it's, it's the same thing. Same thing, right? Um, was there any time in your career where you wanted to give up? Um, what are some of the more challenging situations or challenges you faced during your career? Ooh, give up. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. Actually, I mean, the thought of it, I, 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 I was going to do it, but the thought of it, yes. I remember getting my first year, my first year in uh, with BC, going to training camp. Oh, man, that year was tough. <laughs> that was tough, man. So, I mean, Wally, Wally, man, he's a, he's a great man. He's very old school. He's tough. So training camp, right? Like we had two a days every single day for wow. at least those three weeks. That was and, tough, man. And you're in Kamloops and it's hot in Kamloops and you know, whatever, right? Kamloops, right? Kamloops, yeah. Like yeah. I've, Kamloops, I've never been in Kamloops before. Super hot. The sun is on your head from the morning till probably like five, five in the afternoon. So like, you're not going to avoid it. So you wake up at six in the morning, you go, you go and eat uh, breakfast, got meetings I, I, at eight or nine, something like that. And then you, you got, you, and, well, you meet eight or nine, practice at 11. Uh, you're done at one thirty, something like that. Go to eat, go to meetings again. You got practice in the afternoon and then you're done. Uh, forgot four I, I don't remember man it was it was it was it was hell so and then and then after you're done you go to eat and then you got meetings at night and you and then you're basically officially done at 10 30 11 yeah so you have that every single day so wow. don't forget that you got you got um either helmets and helmets and shoulder pads but they always um it's always um alternate alternate days so you're going to have a day where it's going to be in the morning you're going to have helmets and shoulder pads and then helmets in the afternoon and then they switch it up. But sometimes, right, like you, you get after your third day or fourth day, let's say, and you're getting really tired. Yeah. So you're like, okay, in the morning, helmets. You know, practicing the helmets is, is pretty chill. Like you, you, you can handle it. But yeah. the fact that you, you're done your first practice and you remember that, oh, I have a practice in the afternoon helping the helmets and shoulder pads, that's where it kills you because, man, you need to be mentally ready to do all these things every single day. And honestly, it was the toughest <laughs> training camp I've ever faced physically and mentally because every single day I was waking up telling myself, how am I doing this? Like, like you, you can almost cry about it because you wake up and you're, you're, you're so sore and like, you almost want to cry. Like, like, why am I doing this? Like, you're questioning, like, why, why am I here? Well, like, why do I actually love football? And <laughs> you know, it was tough. But, you know, well, what's, what's nice about it is that it was tough and you were, you, you were able to express it with your friends. And there was some guy that I knew that were there that I played with. So, you know, you were able to express your feelings to them and say, yeah. no. But yeah, I think that was one part where I, I really was questioning. I was asking, asking myself whether I really loved the game because I had a lot of reps. I played a lot during training camp while he was testing me, was putting me on everywhere, putting on special teams. I was in group one in certain def on, on defense, and I was playing. I was in another group on defense, 
And he, he knew, he even knew, like he even told me at some point, like, yo, they give you a lot of, did they give you a lot of reps? I'm like, yeah. Did you complain? No. <laughs> but, like, but yeah, but I didn't, I didn't complain, but it was tough to be honest. But it, but it, it helped me especially mentally to be mentally tough about it because after, after afterwards, the next year after, I got to training camp. I think training camp was kind of a bit different, but it was kind of the same, but it was easier. Like physically yeah. it was, I was all right. I, I was able to wake up and not be like, um, tempted to, to wanting to give up or tempted to be, to, to complain about it. It was easier. So I got used to it afterwards. And then the third year, it was way, way different. Training camp wasn't the same. Like we, um, I think we had like one practice sometimes. So it was kind of, it was easier, but yeah, it was, yeah, it was really laid back. So it was really tough my first year. And I remember uh, one, there's one game I was playing, I think in my second year, it was kind of, it was a weird year because I kind of, I didn't take it for granted, but I was too loose about it. I was like, you know what, whatever happens, it happens. I'm just going to, I'm just going to take it. And I had a, I had the chance to start, to be starter. I started a couple games, but I wasn't playing the way I was supposed to play. And in my expectations, right? Yeah. And kind of, and since then I wasn't playing the right, uh, I was out of focus and I kind of lost confidence because of that. And then when I, when I when I wasn't starting anymore and I got on the field, you know, I wasn't playing right. It was weird. Like it was kind of it's as if like I was somebody somebody else. Like I was I was playing small, no confidence. So at some point, I remember, I was sitting down, and in my head, I was like, "Yo, I don't want to play anymore. Like I I can't do this. It's it's not for me." But that was the first every time I was hearing it was I was hearing myself saying that. And that's where I knew it was something wrong and I needed to refocus. So, yeah, that's, that's the second time I, I, I thought about it. But, I mean, it happens. You know, you, you, sometimes you break down. Sometimes you, uh, you, you want something. You, you, you ask for it. You pray for it. And then when it's there and you don't, you're not prepared for it mentally, physically, that's where, like, you actually really humble yourself. And then you try to you take a step back and then reevaluate yourself. And, and you're like okay, maybe next time that I ask for something, actually be ready for it, prepare yourself, and then take every advantage that you have and play hard on it because you never know what could happen. And I realized that my second year, knowing that sometimes it can just change just like that. And my third year, the same thing. I had a lot of challenges, but, you know, I, it was a great experience. I grew up a lot. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad about it because, you know, I'm not the same guy that I am today. And when it comes to football... And not being at home, going to be going to be able to play for Montreal. Uh, it's gonna, it's a lot of baggage, a lot of baggage that I have that I'm going to be able to bring back home. And especially because I'm home, it's going to be a completely different atmosphere for me. It's as if, it's as if I never left, and I'm just going to enjoy it and just play fast. And whatever happens, happens. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be too too worried about it. But I'm definitely going to enjoy it and then show what I can do and show the reason why I got drafted first round and why I'm still here. Yeah, I'm still here, right? So You're still here. So that kind of ties into my, my next question. Um, so you, you grew up in Montreal. You won a Vanier Cup in Montreal. And now you're a member of the Montreal Alouettes. How does it feel to be back in Montreal? It must be like a bit of a homecoming or? Yeah, very, <laughs> homecoming uh, feels good. feels great. Uh, like I said, it's... it's you know, it feels like home, really, literally. And 
my friends is going to be there. My mom's not going to be too worried because me being in BC was definitely a challenge for me. But when it comes to um, being far away, because I've never been far away before, right? But I'm not saying it's that far, but I wasn't, I wasn't like, like away from my, where, I, where I live. So it was definitely, definitely difficult for my mom. And the fact that I'm back home, like she's really happy about it. So she'll be able to come to my games every single time and be there. Oh, my friends gonna be able to come and see me. And you know, a lot of my friends wanted to see me, but couldn't. Um, and I don't know, like, I have a good feeling about it. Um, it's, it's as if I, it's as if I'm back, like I, where I was playing home, my hometown, and this is this is where I'm, this is where I'm at. And, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad I'm to be here to represent Montreal because that's where I live. This is my hometown. So I think for fans themselves, it's good to see that there's guys from Montreal that are playing here because, you know, for for the most part, for a couple of years, there's a lot. There's there's not a lot of players in the, with the Alouettes that were from Montreal. Right. Most most players were out of province or from the states. So, you know, gathering players that are that, that are from hometowns is pretty good for them too. Yeah, and then I assume you can speak French as well, right? So there's probably not many yeah, players yeah. the Alouettes can speak French, so right. Exactly. So that's that's a bonus. Um, yeah. What's the biggest thing in your game that you're going to be able to bring to the 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 Alouettes this year? What's the best quality, the best feature that uh, Junior Luke has? Um, it's my best quality. To be honest, is I'm able to uh know where the play is going some sense where like i like i i, I enjoy watching tape like i enjoy watching a lot of tape knowing the tendencies of, of other other teams whether whether it's offensive line whether it's the running back whether it's the formation whether it's um the receiving set whether uh it's even other defenses i like to watch um i'm able to like to see the see the play before it before it gets there so yeah. i'm able to anticipate the play so it helps me play faster you know, I know most most defensive linemen, and a lot of them are, are very natural when they play. They don't necessarily, they're not going to necessarily look at the formation and anticipate. They're just going to go with, with the flow and then react to what's going on. For me, how I work is I analyze, I look at what's going on, and then when I get on the field, and then I look at certain formations, I certain or certain tendencies or certain habits that certain players are going to have. I'm like, okay, I saw that before. I'm expecting this type of play. So when I'm in my stance, I don't need to like think too much. I can just go play, play fast. So that's my, one of my attributes. Okay. So that, in a sense, kind of reminds me of uh, something Wayne Gretzky used to say. And he would say, um, I don't go to where the puck has been. I'm, I go to where the puck is going to go. And basically, right, that's exactly. the anticipation, right? So Exactly. Yeah, yeah for sure. That's- so uh, what are some of the things you're going to miss about your time in Vancouver? What are you going to miss, you know, the city or... Uh, the city, honestly, because it's man, it's beautiful, man. Like it's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's Montreal. Montreal is a great city, a uh, great city to visit and hang out with people. Because you're never, you're never gonna get tired of Montreal. That's 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 one thing that people like enjoy about Montreal. Because you go to Montreal, you think that you saw everything, but you didn't. So, but <laughs> Vancouver, no, seriously. But the thing is, is with Vancouver is just the fact is is this the view that I I'll miss because. Um, I didn't. I didn't necessarily took too much time, you know, visiting. But the times that I took to visit and uh, probably go to the beaches or just walk outside and just look at the mountains, look at the, um, the ocean, all that was one thing that I really enjoyed because I never had that before. 
So uh, when I took that time, I just took the time to do that and just enjoy it. Uh, you know, I, I met a couple friends there. So obviously it's going to be hard for me to just go back there all the time because it's not, <laughs> it's not, uh, it's not easy to go back there. It's not, it's not, it's, it's pretty expensive going back to Vancouver, back and forth. So, but definitely, definitely a place to visit, go back. And uh, I might go back, you know, sooner or sooner, I think, uh, to see a, a friend of mine. So, um, but yeah, I'll miss that. Uh, I'll miss. Actually, I'll miss. I'll miss Surrey. Surrey. Surrey gave me another <laughs> perspective. No, honestly, Surrey gave me another perspective of of things because, you know, I. I have a decent life. You know, I play football, all that. But I went to when I saw Surrey, I was like, man, like there's people that a lot of people struggle. Not necessarily struggle, but not everybody has what they have. Like not not everybody has what I have. Like I have a shelter. Right. I went to Vancouver. I went to this. I went to downtown. Uh, what's it called, Gastown? And I, I was like, "Damn! Like, it's not as easy as you think." You know, you go to Vancouver and say, "Oh, it's a great city. It's a beautiful city." But you don't, you don't, you don't, you, go, you put aside the fact that there's a lot of people that are struggling mm -hmm. to even have a shelter. Yeah. And um, that's the one part that I'm gonna miss, to be honest, because that that kept me humble about right. the things that I have. And not not to say not to say not to like put myself high. It's just. It, it made me appreciate people now a lot more. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and to be, to want to help whomever needs help, doesn't matter if the person is homeless or not homeless. Um, even like to speak to you, just the, just the fact that I don't necessarily know you, just to enjoy to speak to somebody that's interested to speak to me or me speaking to you is just, it makes a difference to whoever like wants to listen or not. So that's one thing that I, I appreciate about Surrey is that you humble yourself and you realize that people are don't have the same lives that you have. So, you know, you enjoy it. Right. Yep, for sure. Totally understand. So uh, I read somewhere that you're big into cartoons and don't really watch a lot of other TV. Um, <laughs> are you still like that? Like, you're still big into cartoons? And who's your, who's no, your favorite cartoon? Um, I used to watch Stick Around. Stick Around was one of my favorite shows. I don't watch it as much anymore. I used to watch cartoons a lot. Uh, Stick Around, uh, Simpsons, um, Family Guy. Eh, Family Guy is kind of like, not something I should watch, but Family Guy, I like the Family Guy. Um, other than that, there's another show that I like. is It's not a cartoon. It's French, French Prince of Bel-Air. I watch all the time. Yeah. Uh, um, Martin. Martin. Martin Lawrence. <laughs> I love that show, man. Like, Martin Lawrence and... Uh, how we say the Waynes brothers? But I don't know if it's Waynes or the Waynes, something like that. Waynes, it's Waynes. It's yeah, one of my favorites yeah. too. Those guys are classic. That's good. The right classic. Yeah. You know, I'll, yeah. I always, I always watch these because they're classic, and I don't, I don't get bored watching these. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I probably seen every episode of the Waynes brothers. Love that <laughs> show. Yeah. I love it, man. Sorry, man. For real. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, on to the next question, uh, what would you be doing if you didn't play football? Social work. Um, I'm working on that. Uh, I'm still at school. Uh, um, I did two certificates in intervention with the, uh, with the youth drug addiction and now I'm doing social work. And, uh, once I'm done all these three is going to become a degree. Um, I'm leaning on social work. I'm not too sure, uh, in what category yet, but I'm really, into being uh, available for kids, uh, being there for kids and helping them, the youth especially. Yeah, kids, youth, yeah, same thing. But um, 
yeah, I just giving my own my own understanding, my own knowledge, my own experience. Uh, uh, I definitely definitely for for young men. I I feel that there's not a lot a lot of um, male figures, and I, in my experience of I was able to witness, I was able to have male figures, not necessarily my father, but male figures in my career when it comes to football or in school, which it helped me grow. And uh, yeah, that's, that's something that interests me, man. Like, I don't know what and where, where exactly, but that's where I'm, that's where I'm heading. That's, that's where I see it myself for now. And I know people are telling me, yeah, I see yourself doing that. Uh, you should do that. Like you, you, I'm pretty sure like kids will, would love you. And, and I, I used to work, it was the last year, I used to work in, um, what's it called? Uh, in, in the kindergarten, is it kindergarten? Yeah. Yeah, in kindergarten. I used to, yeah, I used to work there for, for, for a amount of time and kid, the kids loved me, they, they enjoyed being, enjoyed being with me and I, know I enjoyed them, man. Like I, I didn't have any problems. Uh, obviously like, you know, sometimes kids are, could be, could be, you know, annoying but <laughs> yeah um, just I, I loved it i didn't have any problems so we'll see yeah for sure uh what does it mean to you to be a professional athlete um being res- you're responsible for your own you're responsible for your actions uh discipline but when i say responsible for your actions especially if you're a pro athlete um anything that you do is going to influence you know whomever the kids uh, those who are trying to want to be want to be a, um, a pro athlete or want to be an athlete is going to influence the, uh, the kids too so I think it's important for us uh, important for me to you know be the example man like it's, it's don't be don't be the typical guy that does a mistake and because you, for whatever reason just do things right be disciplined do what you got to do obviously like you have it's, it's not a pressure to me. It's not this. It's not necessarily pressure. I don't feel I, I never felt that I had pressure. I just think that you do if you do things right because you love what you do. Like if you love football, then you're gonna do it right, and you're not gonna try to um, mess that up because of your own self-desiring uh, decisions that you want to make. But yes, yeah, it's, it's all about this discipline, knowing knowing what you're doing. Um, Pushing, pushing, pushing yourself to, to a certain limit, no, to the to, yeah, to a certain limit, to, to where you can, to where, to where you need to be, uh, to be at your best, uh, at your position. Um, when it comes to school, for me, like I'm still at school, so I know that many could just play pro and not go back to school. But for me, school is important, so it shows that it's not impossible. I know that it's, it could be hard to just play a sport, be pro football having an 18, 18 week season and then go back to school and the work could be difficult. And it is, it is. Sometimes it's just like you go back to school and then you're just not in the mood to go back. And this year was kind of difficult because I wasn't necessarily in the mood, but I did it, you know, I went through it. You know, even, even if there's quarantine, I still went through it. I still have like online classes. I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be done in a couple of days. So yeah, it's just being responsible for your own decisions, being disciplined and knowing who, Understanding that people are watching you all the time, and you don't know who's watching you. It doesn't have to be millions of people. It could just be a couple people. Could make a big huge difference. So, you know, just be careful about that, with that. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, up to this point in your career, what's been your favorite, favorite, your your most favorite moment? Most favorite moment. Um, good question. Good question. Huh. 
I'd say I'd say I'd say finally getting to the playoffs against uh yeah finally getting to the playoffs because I never experienced going getting to the playoffs. Uh, and I remember playing against Hamilton. That was the East final. Uh, we didn't win, but um, just experiencing what it feels to be in the East final. Uh, it's not the same atmosphere. It's not the same thing. Like you play differently. And I, I feel that I had a good game. Uh, that's I think well, that's one of, one of the good moments that I appreciated that in my career. Um, I'd say. Oh, I'd say yeah. There's there's one game I remember. Yeah, that was my second year. We played, was it against Hamilton or against Edmonton? I think it's Hamilton. Like we, it was a huge comeback. Overtime, we scored. Uh, and overtime, Burnham made that huge cash. Oh yeah. Zone, came yeah. back. That yeah. was that was insane. And I that was I insane. Was so, I, I remember I was I was so like emotional about it because I remember there was like there was 30 seconds left and we were probably at the five-yard line. I don't remember. I know we were far on offense. And, like, you could have easily said to yourself, oh, it's done, it's over. But to me, because I, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm, I mean, I've been playing for f- three years, but I've experienced, you know, not leading and then being able to score and, and being persevering when it comes to certain games, certain, certain games. So, and especially Canadian games, you know that 30 seconds could last, you know, more more than five minutes. Like, you never know. It depended on the situation. So I was like, okay, 30 seconds, uh, Sealfield game, uh, Canadian game, 30, 30 seconds, we have a lot of time. And I was, I was believing it. And I was telling to the guys, yo, game's not done. Game's not done. Stay focused. Like, we got 30 seconds. We got a lot of time in our hands. And then throws the ball, deep pass. Shaq catches the ball. I don't know how I remember that. Caught the ball. And then uh, Jennings throws that amazing pass and that amazing catch to Burnham. Burnham, man. One of the best receivers in the league, maybe I say he's in the he's in the top five, like period. Yeah. So he made that amazing cash um, uh, for us to go go in overtime, and then we win we we win in overtime. That was that was amazing. I think that was that was the best moment I think uh, in my career that I watched and be able to watch and just witness. It was amazing. So um, yeah. I don't know how he kept his feet in bounds on that catch. That was just a just insane. I'm, I just, I just don't know. Like even this year, he made catches that I just don't understand how. Like honestly, yeah, that catch, uh, that overtime, that in overtime, that man, I don't understand. Because even the replay, you look at it, you're like, like it was, it was, it was so close from. The, <laughs> He still managed to stay in. I'm like, bro, this man, like, what, what is he doing here? Like, go in the NFL or something. Like, but man, like, he's he's an unbelievable receiver. I think he's by far the best receiver I've seen, best hands I've seen, best feet I've seen. Uh, probably maybe not the fastest, but man, most reliable receiver that I've seen in the league. There's there's good receivers, but him, like, you put him anywhere. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna produce, man. Like, yeah, I don't blame him. I don't blame him to stay in BC and be paid for that, man. That's he's amazing. Yep, he is amazing. I mean, like highlight reels again and again and again. Um, every night there's a big catch from Burnham. It never fails. You know, Riley needs yardage. Who's he going to? He's going to burn him, right? <laughs> he's going to burn him. He's going to burn him. <laughs> and uh, the other teams must know this. I mean, he can double and triple team Burnham, and he's kept, he's coming up with the ball, right? So amazing. He, he, um, he uh, against Toronto. He he got double teamed and did a one hit. He did a one head catch. 
uh, I remember, I think um, that was this year, but he did, he did, he did it twice. He caught, he did a one-handed catch twice in the end zone against the same team. I was like, okay, this guy is just ridiculous. Like this yeah. makes sense. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. Uh, which athlete has influenced and inspired you the most? Me the most. Honestly, Mikkel Brooks. My, I remember his first year. Like he, um, even him. I was a vet. He could have like just not tell me anything, not, not not even help me. But he like he was like actually putting like he was putting me on the spot where like, he was saying, "Yo, like once 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 my once my uh, contract is done, if I'm not here, you're the one who's gonna take the will and then just do your keep doing your thing, keep working." Um, you can be a good player. Um, you know, keep working on your pass rush on your on your hands, man. You you got good feet. Like he kept he kept like pushing me and telling me that yo, you could be good. So, um, you know, even the fact the fact that I remember that, like I know that he had an impact in, in my career, uh, in that sense. So yeah, he's he's one player that I, that inspired me, um, and the fact that he's a really good player. I, I watched him a bit on, on the field, like he. Good hands, has a good size, man. Like uh, he played in the NFL, he played for Seattle. So, and he's a, he's a genuine guy, man. Like he has a good heart. I mean, he, he loves the game the same way that I love the game. Um, there's another somebody else too. Um, Luches, Luches, man. Not necessarily inspiring, but the fact that he, the the love that he has for the game, like his passion, uh, I really appreciate appreciate the guy. But there's one guy, um, if I can remember, man. Uh man, like he nobody knows him, but he like kept pushing me. I forgot his name, man. Oh, why did I forget his name? But yeah, he so there's one I forgot his name, but he he's one guy that actually told me that yo, like you you have potential, like keep working. Uh he inspired me a lot. That I'm from that's that's one of my first years. I forgot his name, but yeah. Those 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 are these guys that uh impact me mentally i'd say sleep on it and we'll hit this next time when i get you back on here again we'll ask you again next time (laughs) all right junior so there's got to be a lot of trash talking between the offensive and the defensive lines i would assume it probably gets pretty thick and heavy in there what's probably the most worst thing you've heard and you might want to keep some words out but what's some of the the worst things you've heard on the line trash talk to you I mean, does it does it get personal? Are guys doing their homework on you? It, it it gets it gets. I mean, me personally, nobody's been personal with me. But I know I remember playing against Toronto. Uh, there's one offensive line that, for some reason, I don't know. I I don't speak. I don't trash talk. To me, for me personally, feel I feel that trash. Talk, like if you want, if you're if you're a trash talker, you need to have a lot of energy, and you need to be able to like handle the fact that you're trash talking and you're playing at the same time. And I feel like you lose a lot of energy, just trash talking. I tried, doesn't work. So, <laughs> uh, for me. so no, I'm, I'm, I'm a very quiet guy. I don't, I just, I just, I just show it based on my action. That's it. So there's one guy that played, that played for Toronto, uh, that told me, I don't know where it came from, but he just told me like, Oh, you, you S word. I'm like, what? I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, I why what, what would you tell me that? I don't get it. I, I didn't even I didn't talk to you, I didn't tell you anything, but you, you just told me that. And then a couple of plays after, like I I pushed him back, I uh, pushed him back backfield, and then I stopped the ring back and then somebody tackles him. So 
I'm like, okay, but why would you say all that? And then I just kind of bully you at some point. So, you know, sometimes, sometimes just play that, that talk trash, just to talk trash and then give them, you know, uh, a boost or something. And then if it works, if it, if it makes somebody react, then it works. And then they, and then they get in their head and then they do something. But to me, I don't, I don't hear them. I just don't listen to that. I, I feel it feels a waste of time. You're, you're speaking just to get my attention. That means you're putting yourself out of focus for no reason. So it is what it is. So it is what it is. Yep. For sure. Um, who's the most underrated player you've ever played with? Underrated. Either with, with or against? Underrated. Let me think. Underrated player. I feel I feel TJ Lee's underrated. Yeah, that's a good one. Like like very underrated. Like he is a very good defensive back. Like. Like, and he's very smart. Like he, super smart. Like he knows what he's doing. Um, even at his age, like he can, like he, like his speed. Like I, he impressed me this year. I don't know. I don't know when he ran. He was running, but at some point he was running on the field, and I was like, man, like TJ Lee is very fast, man. Like I never <laughs> like noticed, but he's a very fast defensive back. Can cover anybody he wants. Um, makes plays when it's time to make plays. But very underrated. I feel like they don't speak about him much, but maybe it's because it's stat-wise, I guess. But man, you see him on the field, like, he can move, man. Like, he can play everywhere. Um, and he showed it this year. Like, he really played good this year, I feel. Uh, yeah, TJ Lee, I'd say. Yeah, I think he's got more years left in the tank, too. For sure he oh, does. Oh, yeah, most, most, yeah. most definitely. He, he, yeah. seems, he seems super healthy. I don't think, like, he, he – I mean – uh, before, I mean, I know that he got. I think he's. I know he had like a knee injury, something like that, like, before I got here. Uh, but, after, but after that, like, I mean, I've never seen him like struggle or not being able to practice or not play. Like he's he's been playing fast since. So yeah. like, he still have a lot of lot in his tank. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. So we talked a little about Hamilton earlier, and uh, it kind of reminded me of uh, when the BC Lions got caught dancing on the Hamilton logo. Oh, during man. the walkthrough, what was what? Ha- whose idea was that? And then who filmed it? Okay, 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 okay. So, uh, I remember my first year, second year. Was it? Was it? Was that? Was that our first? Yeah, that was the second year that happened. But I know. I remember. I know my first year. I think we were we were in Hamilton as well, and we did this. No, it wasn't Hamilton. Maybe it was. I think it was Camels. I, I, know, I forgot. But I know that we did the same routine, like we did the same like tradition, like where we were dancing all around, and we did the same thing. But thing is, we didn't even notice. Like we literally, like we just went in the middle with no intention whatsoever. We were just doing like our natural, like our natural thing where we're going in circles. We're all all in, the, all in circle, and then we just ask somebody to dance and just and just film it. And then we uh, and then uh, yeah, we film it, but for ourselves, right? So. Uh, um, the the media guy. I'm not. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna expose him. But no, the no. media, guy, the the media guy, uh, for some reason he filmed it and posted it for some reason. I don't know why he did it, but I guess he just didn't like think about it. That okay, we're in Hamilton and like we're probably on the middle of the field, which we didn't notice. We're just doing our thing without thinking about being in the middle. It wasn't even intentional. 
we're trying to mess with we weren't even trying to mess with their logo. It was just it was just like it was like it's, it's as if like it was an, it was a natural natural movement going to the middle. You know what I'm saying? It's as if like let's say, let's say the logo wasn't there, we would have been we would we would have been there anyways. The yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, right? So we just didn't notice. And then but the fact that he filmed it and Hamilton saw it, they got pumped up and they got super frustrated about it. And I guess it helped them. <laughs> oh, it helped them. Brandon Banks had a huge game. Yeah, yeah. Brandon Banks just blew up. That you, that was like a forty-three to three game, I think, or something. Jeez, yeah, we won't even 40, remember that. It was it was bad. Forty. Yeah, forty-three to three. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, that must have been a quiet, quiet plane ride back to Vancouver. Yeah, had to be very quiet and very quiet, man. It was that was tough, man. That was wow. Like I don't, I don't think I don't think we I don't think they'll ever do that again. But that's the thing. It's like. It wasn't even on purpose, but because they used it to pump them up, it just it just worked out for them, you know. Out. So, yeah. So <laughs> I can't even believe that that was unintentionally filmed and then thrown on the internet by somebody from the BC lines and caused all that. That you know that that's yeah. That's crazy though. That's I mean, to me, I don't I don't know if it was intentional for him to do that, but for us, we it wasn't it wasn't intentional for us to film it. Like we were like. Usually you, usually you don't film that. You just do your thing and whatever. But I don't know why you filmed it and posted it. You can film it, but not post it. Yeah. That's, yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're getting close to the end here with you, Junior. Um, I see you got a New York Giants hoodie on. Uh, what can you tell me about right. that? I'm, I'm a big-time Philadelphia Eagles fan. I mean, that's fighting words right there, man. <laughs> yeah, no. None, none taken, man. None taken. But no, I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not a Giants fan. No. I went to the mini camp uh, before before I got drafted uh, for for BC before going uh, to my CFL for my first CFL season. Um, I went to their um, my first ever mini camp with the Giants. I went there for two days. Um, great, 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 great experience. I loved it. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, I really, I was really hoping that I would probably get another chance, maybe with them or somewhere else, because I felt that I had a lot to learn. But I felt that I wasn't even, I wasn't out of place either. Uh, I've seen I was with um, Tomlinson, uh, the tackle that played for Alabama. Um, there's one guy that played for um, Old Miss that was drafted, like two draft picks that were there. So I'm like, okay, like two draft picks. I, I I look at them and you know, not the biggest size I've seen. I'm like, okay, like. He's the same size as me. I mean, obviously, like he plays, he played in, in NCAA, played for Alabama, but he has way more experience when it comes to American football than me. So yeah. I'm like, all right, that's fine. So I, I look at them, I, we practice. I'm like, okay, so there's a lot of things that I maybe don't 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 necessarily understand yet that I need to work on, need to practice. But you know, they have this, they have so many like so many machines, so many like uh, drills that you know I never seen before. Uh, in Canada, uh, machines that you can just strike, strike the sled and then shed it the way you wanted to, as if it was an offensive line. Yeah. Um, um, and you learn all the time. It's like it's nonstop. You get on the field, you do drills, you learn something, it shows you something, it shows a drill, it shows a technique that you got that you, he's trying to make you learn. And then you go go back inside, you watch tape, you look at the tape. Um, you have meetings right away. You have meet special teams meeting, you have uh, defensive meeting. Speaks to you and then you go back on the field to practice what you what you are what they teach you the scheme that they teach you so it's consistent it doesn't they don't stop 
teaching you things so you can comprehend, so you can um, keep it in your in your brain and you uh, apply it on the field. So that's what I appreciate about it because they, they take care of you. So if I would have stayed there for a couple weeks more, I, I'm pretty sure I would have been uh, 10 times better. So uh, wow. no, great experience. I loved it. Uh, appreciate that. I appreciated um, the experience and the, opp the opportunity to get there. Uh, hopefully, uh, I get another shot with a team yeah. if I'm willing, and um, we'll see. See how it goes. See how it goes. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's always an opportunity, right? There's another door closes, door opens, whatever, right? Things happen, and you never know. Yeah. All right. All right, Junior. So we're getting really close to the end now. So we've got uh, we're gonna do a little quick thing here. We'll call quick hits for now. I don't know. I know okay. the CFL does quick hits. I might get in trouble for this. May not. But anyways, we'll just do some <laughs> word-word answers from in. We'll go from there. So your okay. favorite your favorite NFL team? Uh, Colts. Colts. All right. Favorite TV show? Um, I'd say French Prince of Bel-Air. Uh, French Prince of Bel-Air, sorry. Okay. Worst thing you ever purchased? To be honest... I actually was trying to uh, to purchase a uh, a clipper, right? So I know I know I'm supposed to say one word, but like I'm I'm explaining. <laughs> uh, recent, recently, recently, I was trying to buy a clipper, right? So I was thinking about buying a clipper, whatever, and um, and I was uh, I was scrolling on my phone, and then obviously, like you know, uh, uh, adverse, uh, I mean, um, advertisement. Yeah, advertisements. That's what I meant to say. Advertisements pops up, and then I see like a clipper. I'm like, okay, you know what? Let's just, let's buy it. So I buy it. <laughs> so I uh, I purchased I purchased a clipper, and a month later, I still don't have it. So that's the worst purchase I ever had. Really? Was that on Amazon or just like randomly? No, it, it, no, it was like in an advertisement on Amazon. I just like you know what? I'm gonna buy that one. It seems nice. I buy it. And you paid for it. I paid for it, and then I think like. I'm almost in a month now and I still didn't receive my package yet. So that's the worst purse I ever got. <laughs> Junior, I got some advice for you on that. Don't move because eventually that package is coming and you'll get your clippers, right? So don't, don't uh, change your address, buddy. Yeah, I, I'll wait, but it's been, it's been a while right now. So I'm, 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 I'm still wait. Like even my mom, she bought something recently and she didn't get it. So I don't know if it's because of quarantine uh, but if it is okay, but it's still been a month almost that I didn't receive it. So to me, that's the worst purchase I've done. But if, if I can say another worst purchase, I'd say, um, uh, no, I think that's the worst I've, I've done. <laughs> to be <honest. laughs> worst done. All right. Yeah. Uh, so your game day meal, what do you eat for, what do you eat on game day? Game day meals. Um, I, I, I get, I get myself a, at least a shake. Uh, no, sorry, a, a smoothie uh, and scrambled eggs. But I don't, I don't necessarily eat too much before games because I don't like to be too, uh, too full when I get to right. games. So yeah, I'd say a smoothie, uh, scrambled eggs if I can, uh, bagel. That's pretty much it. Not, not, nothing too, nothing, nothing too heavy. Okay, yeah, keep it light, right? Keep right. it light, exactly for sure. Uh, favorite car. Favorite car. Mm. I, I always I always said I wanted to, I, know, I wanted to like a a Audi or something like that a black Audi but I don't know what 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 exactly what kind of Audi but probably a Jeep something like that but I know I know it's Audi sooner or later 
Okay. Shower or bath? Shower. I, I don't think baths. <laughs> hey, man, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Uh, do, you, yeah, do you believe in UFOs? Um, I used to, but not anymore. Uh, I mean, I've never, I've, I've never seen one. Uh, obviously, like in, they say they say they, they exist. They, they show pictures. But, you know, as, as long as, I mean... Until I until I actually see one, then I'll believe. But no, not at all. Okay. Game day song playlist. What do you game listen to most song. on the game day? Oh, uh, I'd have to look at it. I'd say. Uh, hold on. Can I? Of okay. course. Can you take your time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see, let me see my list. Um. <laughs> let me see my list right here. Uh, I got some. I got some French music. Some Niska. That's what. That's, that's, what, that's his name. Yeah. French music. Uh, I got. I got. Let me see here. I guess it, it varies. You know, I got. I got some. Uh, what's it called? What's his name? Hold on, I got it right here. I got some, I got some Burna Boy, got some Lil Wayne, nice. got some Tory Lanes, Goosebumps, um, Travis Scott, got some Weekend. I got some Mo Mobama, uh Sheck West. Um, I got some Fresh Montana, Kodak Black, but I I rarely listen to to him, but I got some. Yeah. Quavo working with me. I got some. Gospel music that I listened to before uh, when I get when I uh, when I was in the locker room or playing for BC, um, some Drake. Uh, I even got some uh, um, Darren Carter's music. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His album. Yeah, he's got an <laughs> I found that album on Spotify actually. Yeah, yeah. I listened yeah. To it. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. Yeah, it's not too bad. I like it, man. Like I, I listened to um, one one's called the Hard Time. Yeah. Highlight and uh, this summer. Oh no. Uh, hard time, high life this summer, and my favorite one, to be honest, is Not Mike the, Riley. I was gonna say he's got the song called Mike Riley. He took it out of my right. head. Yeah. yeah, I like it, man. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, good. No, that I, was I really bad. Eh? That yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much. I got some Fifty Cent. Okay, okay, yeah. I mean, I'm the same. You know, if I'm it's a weight session or whatever, I'm rolling the old school hip hop or right. Uh, exactly. It depends. Yeah. Depends if I need some some up tempo. Exactly. And what scares Junior Luke the most? Oh, I can I can tell you right now. I'm claustrophobic. I that I know. I know that <laughs> for, for, for I know that for a fact. If let's say um, I'm in the car and I have to go in the back, if I'm in the middle, I won't feel too well. Wow. Because if I'm in the middle, I won't feel too well because I'll feel like I'll feel too I'll, I'll feel stuck. And if the window is not down and I can't let's see, breathe the, the fresh air, it'll bother me. I'm not going to go crazy. It's just I'm not going to feel too well. Um, yeah. If, let's say, I'm in an elevator and it shuts down and, like, we're plenty of people, I might be uncomfortable. Yeah, okay. But, but, but I, mean, I, think, I think that all comes from when I was in kindergarten. I remember 
or playing or playing games, right? And uh, I I went in a, a sort of like a a tunnel, and other kids were like jumping on it, and I got stuck in it. And at some point, like I couldn't get out, and I was freaking out, and I was screaming, screaming, screaming. And then eventually I got out. So I think that's the reason why I'm kind of, I'm claustrophobic now because, because of that moment. So it depends. I mean, sometimes I don't freak out. It's just, if I just don't feel comfortable, I'll start like being anxious a bit. <laughs> so do you feel the same way in the middle seat of an airplane? Uh, no, that's not the same thing. Because well, I mean, no. there's space. I, like I, I can clearly see there's space. So that's not the okay. issue. The car, cars, because I know there's not a lot of space. I can't move, and it's just it's just it's, it's more it's more of a visual thing. So if I see there's not space and I am stuck and I can't necessarily be on the corner of the on the, the door, that's where I kind of like freak out. But you know, airplanes is fine. I have, I have no problem with that because I know I have okay. space. Okay. Well, Junior, that's it. Uh, I sure. just want to say thank you for uh, for agreeing to do the show with us today, and. Yeah, uh, Thank you for, for everything you've, you know, thanks for the time and the talk and uh, appreciate it all. Yeah, you're welcome, to, man. <laughs> ho hopefully we'll get to do it again. Like I said, maybe we'll make it a, every couple of weeks or whatever, we'll touch base and uh, chat and uh, we'll go, we can go from there. Yeah, sounds good to me. Like, oh, we'll, we'll talk about it. And uh, thanks for having me. Uh, appreciate, appreciate the talk and uh, just to speak about, you know, my own experience and uh, hey, hopefully, hopefully there's, there'll be more, more there like, like that and not just me and other players that you'll be able to speak to. So uh, appreciate the opportunity to speak about it. And uh, yeah, you know, up, up to next time. Yeah.